Today on Watching Your Wealth, why you need a letter of wishes. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Joanne Johnson is a wealth advisor at J.P. Morgan Private Bank. Welcome, Joanne. Veronica, it's a pleasure to be here. Great to have you. Joanne, we say everyone needs a will. We say that on the show all the time. But you say beyond that, we should have a letter of wishes. Tell us what that is. A letter of wishes is a document. It is a letter that is written by the person who has created a trust. It's addressed to the trustees. And typically, it's addressed to trustees who have full discretion over a trust with respect to distributions. What the letter does is in the settler's voice and in his or her own words, it states his philosophy and her intention to guide the trustees in the process of exercising those those discretionary powers over distributions. It It is something that can guide the trustees for this generation, but so often we as J.P. Morgan create very long-dated trusts that can last in perpetuity, and it is an irrefutable statement of what the settler intended when he or she created the trust. Now, is this something you write up yourself, you know, sort of handwrite it out there or you know, type it up, or how official is this? So it's fairly quote-unquote official, it should be lodged and kept with all the records of the trust. So what we do with our clients is we sit down and we outline with them what their goals are, what their priorities are, and what their, their dreams and aspirations are for their family as they unlock the power of their wealth through the trust. But then we strongly advise them to go to their lawyer and have it formalized. And there are, Veronica, a number of reasons why you want to make this formal. First of all, you do not want to have this letter in any way be deemed that, or interpreted that the settler has control over that trust. Because if you do that, there is a strong possibility that the trust could be included in the settler's estate for tax purposes, which is absolutely an unintended result. Mm. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if you're not careful with how you write your letter, it could be inconsistent with the terms of the trust. Your lawyer will know exactly what the terms are in the trust and will make sure that what the settler is saying in that letter is absolutely consistent. And, and if, you, if they don't match up, what is, it, is the court more likely? To, they're going to go with the trust, right? What's the in, the yeah. court will absolutely go with the trust yeah. because mm. the letter is not binding. Right. Okay. That's but good to but know. you've lost your opportunity. I see. Right? You've lost your opportunity. You also need to be careful because eventually the beneficiaries will see this letter. And you do not want them to use certain language or expressions of intent in that letter to manipulate the trustees to do things to their benefit. Can you give an example Uh, of what you mean by that? Sure. Uh, For example, if you have something in the letter that says, um, I I intend, uh, you know, it is my wish that the trustees be very... um, that, my, that the trustees focus on education for the beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. But you've also, in the letter, expressed 
that you want uh, there to be some moderation involved in that. The benef- you have to be careful because the beneficiaries could say, I want to pay for college. Now I want a graduate degree. Now I want to change my focus and I want to do a graduate degree <laughs> in another course of study. Now I want to go do a master class in Europe in, you know, in fine arts uh, or plein air painting. So it, the letter has to be drafted in such a way so that that kind of what I'm calling manipulation does not occur. I see. What are some of the other issues folks might address in their letter? Well, they could help the trustee get a deeper understanding of the purpose of the trust. So the idea that the trust should continue over multiple generations and so that discretionary distributions should be tempered so as to preserve assets over those years. Um, Exactly who will benefit from the trust and in what way? Should it be um, a very broad standard with respect to income distributions or should there be some parameters around that? that? Basically, these letters of wishes fill in the blanks for the trustee and it gives the trustee direction on exactly how the grantor might want discretion to be um, to be utilized. So, got it. I, I'm wondering. Know, yeah, I, I'm wondering. We only have about a few seconds left. But would you? T- is there any sort of last pieces of advice or tips you, we should consider when we're writing one of these letters? So, settlers might want to address certain themes. Our clients at J.P. Morgan are always concerned about productivity of beneficiaries and and education incentives. They want beneficiaries to become responsible, self-sufficient, and productive. They also like to promote family unity and continuity. Mm. So they want to encourage family members to spend time together, to maintain healthy interfamily relationships, and encourage the trustee to make distributions to help that. They they want to... um, preserve principle. So they want to discourage distributions that deplete principle and perhaps use, utilize a system of loans to beneficiaries that the beneficiaries might uh, pay back. They also want to be uh, focused on lapses of judgment in beneficiaries. So um, if certain beneficiaries have lost, lost control of bad habits or are struggling with addiction, they want the trustees to be able to um, basically use the power to make discretionary distributions for their benefit, not directly to them. Those are some examples Those are great that examples. can be addressed in the letter of wishes. Excellent. Thanks again. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Are you a savvy consumer? Get the latest tips on personal finance by listening to Money, Markets, and More, only on WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.